0: Hi everybody welcome to this edition of Telich talks and it's kind of like an emergency edition or just an impromptu one if you will but i just couldn't let much time pass from what i experienced last night at the corner of cedar and lee when cleveland Heights high school took on the 11-time state champion saint ignatius wildcats in the second round of the division one high school football playoffs Now, Ignatius has won 11 titles. Their fabled coach, their legendary guy, Chuck Kyle, is retiring after the season. So, as they went into last night's game, it was very possible that that was going to be Chuck Kyle's final game as uh, the head coach of the St. Ignatius Wildcats. Now, over 42 years covering sports in Northeast Ohio at Fox 8, I've had the opportunity to cover things like the perfect game from Len Barker in 1981, the Browns beating the Jets in double overtime in the 80s, and of course the Indians clinching a playoff spot in 1995, uh, of course ending so many years of baseball drought in terms of getting to the playoffs, and then getting to the World Series in 1995 uh, on a game when uh, Kenny Lofton scored from second base on a pass ball against Randy Johnson or the course the Cavaliers making the playoffs under uh, LeBron James's uh, great play on the court in 2007 and then of course the biggest highlight over the many years that I have covered sports is the championship that LeBron James led the Cavaliers on back in the year of 2016 when they beat the Golden State Warriors coming back from a three to one deficit in that series everything looked like they were four dead if you will would never have an opportunity to come back but somehow some way they did it and i was able to be there at oracle arena in uh, golden state area and cover the game and see how they celebrated and be in the locker room and uh, get champagne doused on me and wade through two inches thick of uh, champagne on the floor just to to witness that and to cover it Uh, iconic moment in cleveland sports history and then who can ever forget uh, the home run by Rajay Davis, which at that moment was paradise for Indians fans in 2016 Game 7 against the Chicago Cubs at uh, Progressive Field. But all for naught, as it were, as the Cubs would win in extra innings. All of those great things, I have been able to be there front and center, if you will, and report on such events and put that in my so-called sports broadcaster's memory book or resume if you will but really what happened last night at the corner of cedar and lee was just epic it was it was just incredible now in covering high school football for friday night touchdown our very popular show that runs every friday night at 11 o'clock during the high school football season normally we go to two games and uh, uh, they're very close to each other in geography terms. And my first game uh, last night was the Glenville Tarblutters, who are the top-rated team in Division Four in the state. They beat Bellevue uh, rather handily, so I was there for the first quarter or so and knew that when I got up to Cleveland Heights, where they were hosting Ignatius, we would be in for an outstanding game if uh, if that if everything had uh, certainly put in place what the folks before the game had predicted. But we were getting preliminary reports that it was a it was a tight game. It was a 14-all affair at one point, and then uh, as I was busy at Glenville, the Glenville game, and leaving there and driving up to uh, Cleveland Heights, by the time we got on the field uh, near the end of the second quarter the place was just going crazy because the tigers it looked like the tigers of cleveland heights were blowing out chuck kyle and the saint ignatius wildcats it looked that way there was a pick six towards the end of the second quarter and when all was said and done and they went into the locker rooms and made way for the bands to come out and perform the tigers of cleveland heights high school had what looked like an insurmountable 42 to 14 lead. That's four scores, everybody. A uh, 14-point spread early in the game, uh, turned into 28 points, and that's how many points the uh, Tigers of Cleveland Heights led the St. Ignatius Wildcats in that contest. So you were thinking when you got there and saw that that was the score and it was halftime, and when you saw Chuck Kyle come out of the locker room with his team, you thought, This guy has one heck of a difficult opportunity in the second half to try to make up for this deficit. It really looked Uh, Difficult, But there he was, as he had been for so many games, out there on the field, exhorting his kids. The kids said they believed that they could come back in the locker room when they got ready for the second half of play, but you still wondered, how in the world can they come back from four scores down? I also remember watching the punter loft some very high punts, just practicing, trying to get them out of bounds inside the 10-yard line, and I. was thinking to myself, if St. Ignatius is to have a chance in this game, we will not see this punter in the second half. If this punter is busy in the second half, then you know that Max Stevens and the gang from Cedar and Lee, the Cleveland Heights Tigers, that they would be the team that would pick up the victory. But as fate would have it, Ignatius comes out on fire in that third quarter, and they just simply did not miss a beat. They score one touchdown. All right. It's now 42 to 21. Continue to answer the call. They make a stop. Uh, The Tigers are stymied on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, their big star, uh, Darion Fair, uh being stopped, not able to make big plays when they needed them. And Ignatius gets the ball back again. This, the sidelines at Ignatius uh, had a lot of former players. Uh, Nick Restifo, he's the longtime offensive coordinator at St. Ignatius, I saw him on the sidelines. Drew Haddad, uh, the Haddad family is very big in St. Ignatius uh, football lore, if you will. Drew was there on the sidelines. Great to catch up with a lot of these folks, but they were all worried, wondering whether or not their team could come back and beat the uh, gang from Cedar and Lee, those Tigers of Cleveland Heights High. So it's a 42-21 to 21 game, then another score, and all of a sudden, it's a 42-28 to 28 game, and there's still a good chunk of time left in the third quarter of this game. They're only two scores behind, and things continue to go their way. They would get within a touchdown when uh, Sean Martin, a very outstanding young running back, catches a pass and goes, I believe, 46 yards to the house. So they're just within one score and it's bedlam on both sides of uh, of the sidelines, if you will. The fans from Ignatius, they were ringing the, uh, the, 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 the field, uh, the fences, uh, because the, the seating arrangements there at Cleveland Heights probably could have used a few more uh, seats for the big crowd that was there. The place was electric and I would see the kids on the Ignatius sidelines screaming at one another to believe you can do this you can uh, come back and so as fate would have it they did they got a stop they got the ball back again and they were able to score a touchdown to tie the game at 40 to all the place is going absolutely insane but the next time that they had the football they had to punt St. Ignatius had to punt the ball away and giving those kids from Cleveland Heights all the credit in the world they mustered uh, some offense they got it going they got the ball down the field and then the last several yards negotiated by uh, Darian Fair as he would uh, plunge into the end zone and there's about a minute and 20 minute 30 seconds I don't have exactly how much left on on the clock but they score at that time and you think it's going to be a tall order for Ignatius for Chuck Kyle would this be the final game we were sticking around in the event that it was his final game that chuck kyle uh, were to lose the game the wildcats would lose and then his career as a head football coach at ignatius would be officially over but the way they were playing and the karma that seemed to exist on the ignatius side of things and how much those kids believed they just kind of tried to will this thing into action and so it's a 42 all game so how would? Ignatius answer uh in in this scenario what would would they happen what would happen there well when fair scored all of a sudden it's a 49 to 42 score and Saint Ignatius is down by a touchdown and they've got like I said about a minute 20 seconds or so in order to answer uh the call that the kids from Cedar and Lee had put together So Ignatius had a chance to get the ball and go down the field to score, but that didn't happen. Because one of the most electric plays, and I'm sure kids that uh, follow St. Ignatius High School football, and they've had great memories and highlights over the years, they might reflect on this run For a touchdown by Max Ritt it was an 80-yard kickoff return the ball was kind of squibbed on the ground he picked it up on the 20 he wove through traffic along the right side of the field then veered to his left and he out sprinted the Tigers into the end zone and it's instant bedlam there on the St. Ignatius side and of course now comes the situation where with few timeouts to work with and very little time left on the actual game clock itself, what will the Wildcats do? Will they be conservative? And will they just kick the extra point, tie the game, more than likely getting it to an overtime status, and take their chances from there? But Chuck Kyle won 11 state football championships, and Chuck Kyle is revered as perhaps the greatest high school football coach in these parts, if not in the entire state of Ohio, if not in the country, because And when you look at it, you are what your history is. And Chuck has a history of winning state titles, and they have 11 of those at the school there in Ohio City. So what would Chuck do? Well, he chose the bold route, the gutsy route, and he decided to go for two. And in that scenario, uh, young Mr. Webster would catch uh, the short little pass at about the three or four yard line, shake away from a defender. Imagine if he were to be tackled right there, but he shook away from the defender and got into the end zone, And absolute bedlam as Ignatius came back and won that game by a 50 to 49 count. Now they they had to uh, of course uh, make a bit of a, a defensive stand there as uh uh, uh the uh, uh Tigers got a chance to have the football but that Ability to score on the two-point conversion was just absolutely Incredible so Ignatius has a 50 to 49 lead. They are able to outlast uh, the Tigers the rest of the way and then of course uh, the end of the game and the the Mandatory if you will the on-field handshakes and all the kids congratulating each other It truly was one of the most memorable sports events that I have covered and I've covered a lot of them over the years here in Cleveland and yet in that whole scenario of St. Ignatius winning, I thought it was real classy of the head coach of the uh, the Tigers, and that's Mac Stevens, whose team had a outstanding year this year with just one regular season loss and then the loss last night to Ignatius. But Mac was congratulating Chuck and asking Chuck if uh, he can stop by and watch a practice of his, because I'm sure Mac is always in the mode of trying to learn from some of the great coaches himself being one of them as well. But it was a, a outstanding moment of sportsmanship that Mac Stevens showed and mutual respect that Chuck showed towards Mac. And then Chuck uh, turned towards me and a few other news crews uh, that were asking him questions and, and he was quite emotional. He, he had misty eyes and talked about the faith That his kids showed and the energy that they exhorted towards him and showed towards him in the locker room getting ready for that second half and so uh truly remarkable and i just wanted to just pop in and make a quick little episode here Uh, without showing highlights or hearing any highlights, but just my firsthand account of what it was like uh, to be at the corner of Cedar and Lee last night. Such a devastating loss for those kids, uh, the Tigers of Cleveland Heights High School, but yet uh, have to give much respect to the Ignatius Wildcats, who pulled one out and kept the journey alive for Coach Kyle, who then Uh, comes up this week against the arch rival St. Edward's Eagles, the reigning and the defending state champions in Division I in the state of Ohio. And that will be a heck of a game. But uh, earlier in the season, St. Ed's won handily. We'll see what happens in the rematch. And that will be perhaps another game for the ages. Chuck continues on his coaching jaunt. He's got another game to coach. But not before they pulled out one of the most amazing comebacks I have seen in the annals of high school football. So once again, just a little pop-up uh, episode. Want to get that uh, posted to y'all? My thoughts, my recollections, and as usual, please uh, give us a, a bit of love here on the internet. Here of you know, any of the platforms that have the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review, and I certainly would appreciate any love you can give. We have episodes coming up with Monte Gaddis, who is the man who's trying to really um, teach the gospel of uh, rugby and also is doing extraordinary things for youth here in Northeast Ohio. We have an episode with him, and also David Aleem Kyle, one of the best photographers in the NBA. He's a former Sports Illustrated, photographer who has many covers under his belt. We're going to hear from Dave as well. I'll let you know when we post those. But until next time, and congratulations again to the legend, Chuck Kyle, and what a night it was to be able to be a professional broadcaster in Cleveland and cover a game like that. Congratulations to the St. Ignatius Wildcats, and kudos to Coach Max Stevens and the Cleveland Heights Tigers for the great season that they had. And we'll talk to you guys the next time around on Tellage Talks.